The Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Use the promo code SGP100 for a 100% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Odds Shark. They have the latest betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else, plus free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff. Follow them on Twitter at Odds Shark and www.oddsshark.com. We're also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only app that puts all the knowledge you need to make smart bets in the palm of your hand. Log on to betql.co to download the app today. Welcome everybody to the sports gambling podcast. This is not the smooth styling voice of Sean green. He is off doing, doing a honeymoon, I guess a short honeymoon. Uh, it sounds like they just went to a bed and breakfast down the road, uh, hangover relief perhaps. Uh, so we're solo tonight or I'm solo in studio. And I have in the extended Las Vegas studio host of inside Vegas on the sports gambling podcast network, Christian Pina's here to break down week four on the DFS slate. What's up Pina. That is a different energy coming out of you than it is Sean, buddy. You know, I, I don't have that hyped up, you know, normally, <laughs> especially Monday nights, normally Sean is coming off of a basketball game. He's got the blood flowing. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll be, I'm sitting here watching this Pittsburgh Steelers team attempt to blow this, this spot here. Um, and I may, perhaps it's the stress of that. Perhaps it's, I'm still kind of recovering from, from the wedding that was, I don't know. How was your weekend? The Pats looked like hot shit. Yeah, man, that was uh, God uh, defensively, man. Like when they throw the ball, like, so, so I, I tweeted this out. Like I broke like four of my own rules, uh, betting new England. I mean, it, <laughs> it was teaser liability, uh, a prominent offshore spot tweeted. It was the biggest teaser liability in the history of the company. Um, and again, I, I've written this up um, for SGP before that Pats are the exception to every rule. They break every gambling rule. Um, and again, you couple that with the Patriots being off a loss uh, and Matt Stafford, uh, you know, facing a team that's, you know, projected to finish above 500. Uh, it was too much to kind of not bet. Um, but I mean, there are, the silver lining here is I think that we're going to get, you know, a Pats minus 200 to, to win the AFC East, you know, coming down from <laughs> minus 1200, uh, I think is, is actually, you know, a lot of value. It's the Cleveland Browns or Cleveland, uh, Cavaliers situation. Right. Um, I mean, they need Edelman back. They need Gordon. There's nobody on the field besides Gronkowski and, and they're going to get some help. I mean, six and a half, seven point favorites, uh, Miami at home this week. They're not going to lose three straight. So I think things are going to be, you know, Chris Collinsworth. Finally, I was waiting for it all night. Finally said that the question we have to ask is how good are New England? Like they do this every year. They haven't had to get up for a regular season game in, in forever, man. And they're going to be up for this Miami one. And again, I know I'm going to take heat and say that I'm being a homer and the Patriots are awful, but yeah, the defense is bad, but they're getting reinforcements, man. And it's a perfect by low opportunity. This is a classic. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Take 
the the end is ne- look it. I I, I do stop agree. with the end is near. Every every oh. how many times ever? Every single year we're gonna do this. No, no, I, I was about to back you up. I I do think it's hilarious that that Pats fans are just brushing it off because they they looked they they've looked bad in the past, but for Belichick to get owned by Matt Patricia of all people, that would concern me. I don't think the end is near. I think they'll get it figured out. I think Edelman coming back is huge. Uh, because everyone's just loading up on on Gronkowski, and I, I think Patricia, you know, showed the rest of the league, hey, maybe you take this guy off the game, and and they might struggle a little bit. Who knows with Josh Gordon? Like you said, I, I, look, I will be buying the Patriots to win this division with you. Uh, yeah. You kind of have to see it to believe it. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but you, it, it it was. Uh, it was it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, God damn it, why did I bake a huge bet on this fucking team? <laughs> Join the club. Uh, it's just it, it, you're right. We broke a lot of rules, but anyway, uh, you know, like I was saying, uh, out of town for the weekend, so I, I didn't get to watch as much football as I would have liked. But I did want to report. I don't want to get into Sean's wedding too much. I figure we'll discuss when he's back on the college or the NFL show. But I did want to report to you, Pina. As he's been saying all all year, he did in fact thank Tariq Cohen in his uh, in his speech. <laughs> yes, no bullshit. Yeah. I, I I don't know if anyone actually recorded it. Um, it's, listen, uh, Sean's not here to talk about himself, but I, I will say uh, for for a wedding that was full of stand up comics, like Sean slayed the room. Uh, but yeah, thanks Tariq Cohen. Uh, I think he got a thank in on Carson Wentz. There was a, there was, there was a, uh, uh, in his vows or like at the reception at the toaster at the reception, uh, he did walk out. Uh, and again, I don't want to get too deep in this, but he did walk out to the heart player playing the Eagles victory song. So there was a lot of God bless the, the Mrs. Sean green now for putting up with that on her way. It it was great. It was great. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, didn't get to watch as much football as I, I normally would. It was a pretty disastrous day for me from a fantasy perspective. I know my DFS lineup didn't cash. I don't know how yours did peanut, but mine did not cash in the millionaire maker. And I think out of all my fantasy teams, I think I'm in eight or nine teams and I I maybe had two wins. So not a great week. So I'm looking for the rebound and uh, should, should we just, I guess before we get started, this is the problem when Sean's not around. Well, I gotta, we don't have we don't have the structure. We don't have I, our, our I gotta OC. I gotta pay the bills, which means I gotta I gotta hit the soundboard. I gotta get the music going, and then I gotta tell you. Do you know who the sports gambling podcast is brought? Listen, Pina. When you need some action, and I know I need action right now because I got crushed by that stupid Patriots team. I don't know why I laid the points. I felt smart taking six and a half. Well. I got to head over to mybookie.ag. And since I already have an account, I'm going to wait till after 7 p.m. Eastern time because I'm going to take advantage of this $25 free play on deposits over $100. But let's say I wasn't. Let's say I had a friend. Let's say let's say I was going to use a different identity. I would go and use promo code SGP100 to get a whopping $1,000 in free play. Look, Sean tells you every week, it's very simple. The formula is such you play, you win, and you get paid over at mybookie.ag. Again, SGP 100 after 7 p.m. SGP 25. Mybookie.ag. Play, win, get paid. Beautiful. I, you know, I'm gonna grade myself a C minus. I kind of choked in the beginning. I got these notes in front of me. They helped, like, like, uh, like fucking the Pats receivers helped last night. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, listen, let's, let's hop into it because I, th- this, 
the exciting thing for me this weekend is the giants got to win. I'm back on it. Uh, like I, I predicted to Sean last week, the last, you know, previous times they've started. Oh, and two, they, they get excited and they, they, they backed against the wall. They won the game. I like what I see. And now I get to get hyped about them for my DFS lineup, but I'll let you start. Who's your quarterback? Pina. Yeah. Yeah, man. We <laughs> I feel like we're, I went back and forth cause it's only two of us. I don't want us to have the exact same lineup. So I figure it's one of two choices between us. And we're going to go with Andy Dalton here on the road in Atlanta. When you look at what Atlanta has, I'm sorry, 5,400. When you look at, I mean, their defensive side is a mash unit. They've lost, I believe three safeties. Now their middle linebacker is out. Uh, and Dalton, I mean, for all his faults, when the lights are bright, he's Andy Dalton, um, when they're not, and he can kind of go under the radar he routinely puts up great games, um, has a new target in, um, Tyler Boyd now, obviously, uh, with AJ green getting hurt, sitting out the second half here, but I mean, Boyd six receptions, 132 and one, uh, Dalton last week, three forty-two and two, uh, against a much better Carolina team. Um, and that one was on the road as well. So this matchup is even easier. Uh, and when you look at this price point of 5,400, uh, incredibly cheap, kind of, you know, what we were talking about last week with Matt Ryan, uh, and absolutely delivered in, you know, a game where they put up 80 total points, but 5,400. I mean, he's right in the neighborhood. He, he's more, uh, he's less expensive than Andrew Luck, Tannehill, um, Eli Manning. <laughs> I mean, so this price point, uh, it's just a little bit too low here and a great matchup for him. So Andy Dalton, 5,400. Uh, there are some incredibly cheap quarterbacks. To, uh, may, maybe not cheap, but in that 5,000 to 5,500, 50, even 5,600, you're looking at, you could take Russell Wilson at 5,600. You could take Tannehill who's been doing all right. For me, it was between these two, these three guys. I did not take Andy Dalton, uh, Andrew luck. I just watched Eli Manning shred this Houston defense. I got to imagine Andrew luck is going to have a good game, but where I struggle with Andrew luck is they brought in Jacoby Brissett to throw the hail Mary. And that still makes me worry because I would want to stack him with T Y Hilton. So I passed on Andrew luck. Pina to, to go straight up Homer. <laughs> I caught Str- it. You almost called me. Sean. I almost called you Sean straight <laughs> up Homer. Uh, look, Eli Manning 5,600 against this new Orleans team and their 31st ranked pass defense. We were discussing this off air, I, whether or not you like the giants as a three and a half point home dog, there will be some points in this game and the giants very well may need to score 35 points to win this game. I just like fading this New Orleans defense on the road. Uh, Fifty six hundred. Give me Eli Manning. You the disgusting act, I, Sean. Should I it. let me let me drop on my see the other problem with Sean not being here is Sean has this board organized like like a hot mess. It's impossible to find anything. So we'll see. It's like here a we hoarder, go. But he that knows exactly. Is a disgusting act. He's he like know, a hoarder. He knows exactly where everything is, but he's the only one. I he, love know, it. he knows. He know it's funny. He pu- he puts the important stuff right up near the top. Long <laughs> Cox. That's his. Fa- that's the favorite job. Anyway, uh, let's let's move. I mean, I come on. If you're ever gonna take Eli Manning, this is a week to take him, right? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for being honest here, I, I want no part of this Giants team, man. And we touched on this again, talking off air. I mean, I, the thought process. You know, could there is a narrative where. Uh, New Orleans drops, you know, 45 on them and they have to throw to come back even in that regard. Um, again, the Giants are going to have to put up 30 points, I would say, uh, to have a chance at this. I don't know if they can get there from a, a, a point spread perspective. I know I know the old school uh, sharp way in you is going to tell you to take a three and a half point home dog in the NFL. But uh, again, New Orleans definitely struggles. So there are worse plays out there. I like it. All right, man. Give me your running back one. 
Going to the Patriots game, man, I touched on this. There, New England has not had to be a, you know, get up for a regular season game uh, in virtually ever, right? I mean, when's the last time they really cared about a regular season game? They kind of just do their thing, you know, quote unquote workmanlike, and, and they go. Um, this one is different. They can't fall three games uh, back of the fucking Miami Dolphins, who I'll give us props. Me and you were very high on them on the AFC uh, podcast or preview podcast. I believe um, Sean when was very down on them. Uh, again, when we touched on this, when we say hi, we meant seven to nine, eight and eight, just yeah. because when, when you put up that record with Jay Cutler, there's only one way to go. Um, so to me, I'm going with Sony Michelle here and taking a Patriots running back is not, you know, fucking unbelievable, dude. Pr- unbelievable. The way to go. But again, 14 attempts. He, he's going to be the guy now. Um, he looks like he's over that injury and this play calling for as atrocious as you want to say it was, they refuse to not run the ball. All they do is run the ball. Um, and it's infuriating from a, a game script uh, perspective and pace perspective and everything. Um, but again, he's the only, he's, you know, once he's the only guy, but Burkhead went out again, uh, last game, James white did kind of t- catch a touchdown, but he is going to be at least the first and second down back. And he looks like he's to be evolving into that third down option as well. So 4,500, probably the cheapest he's going to be for a while. You nailed it. Uh, not only does he have a good matchup, he got the work. And this is, you know, I, I know this is a, a Bill Belichick led team that he's fucked with fantasy owners in the past. And Sony Michelle is going to see one touch and we're going to randomly have the, uh, the James white. But I think the fact that Burkhead is, is banged up clearly. I, I think they like this kid. I think they want to have a three down back and that's why they went out and drafted him. Uh, and, and to your point, 4,500 will be the cheapest he is all year. So unfortunately we have a dupe, but I, I worried when I threw him in my lineup that you might take him. but I, I love them. I, I love the fact that he's the guy and I, I just think he's the most talented, the guy they've had in a long time. So uh, made this, the investment, th- you know, when you, when you yeah. put a first round pick, you know, when you draft somebody in the first round, you give them every opportunity and they have to really work at not being involved. And again, when you, when you talk about that and the opportunity, it's different, right? When you don't invest any draft capital in a guy like, say, um, Alex Collins, right, or Adrian Peterson, somebody that's cheap like that, uh, the price tag was high on Michelle, uh, first round pick. So they're going to want to get that return on investment, and he looks to be all systems go now. Especially when he's a guy that you know that bone on bone situation, he he may not play much longer than four or five years. So you use him, you use him when he's there. He's there. He's healthy. Uh, I also like him in season long, so I'm very excited to see him getting the work. Who's your running back to Pina? I had to save a little bit here. I originally had Jordan Howard in here. Couldn't fit the receivers I wanted. So I pivoted a little bit. Look, this Jacksonville defense is great, right? But for everything that we say about their passing game, you can run on them a little bit. And I think I expect them to get after uh, the quarterback and the jets. They're at, they're at home, right? So you expect, I, I think this, the spread may be a little bit low, although Jacksonville, I mean, how do you lose to the Tennessee Titans in 2018? Uh, with this gimmick offense. I, I went with Bilal Powell, um, 14 attempts. That's the key stat, right? He's always been the guy that gets the receiving yards. Uh, week three was a little bit different. 14 attempts, 73 yards on the ground, one target. Um, you go to back to week two to kind of see what's going on. And you still had six targets, but only five attempts on the ground. Um, to me, what that says, says is he is game script kind of proof, right? He's going to get both, you know, both things. Um, so at 3,800, you know, we're always into kind of cheating and DraftKings with the PPR format. I think that it's a bargain. And, you know, when, when we're looking at this dump offs, that type of stuff in a game that may be able to get, you know, maybe get a little bit, uh, away from them. I think it's a great bargain. So Bilal Powell, 3,800, you know, I, I like that. I do like that angle. I almost had him as well, but I took I'm taking an angle that you've kind of, I believe you've touted earlier in the season and that's taking a running back, uh, especially in the past catching props against the Indianapolis Colts. 
They have yep. given they've given up something crazy like twenty eight receptions for for a couple three hundred yards to running backs, and although Lamar Miller is not a sexy pick, uh, makes me like him in, in this uh, in the contest format. And uh, he's only five thousand. Again, there's going to need to be some points in this game. De- Deontay Foreman does not come off the pop list for another couple of weeks, so he is the guy. Much like Michelle, full time guy, going to get a good workload, and against this Colts team, he is going to see targets. Uh, I think I think the they're averaging giving up twelve targets a game to running back. So give me Lamar Miller five thousand, and and I, I my my running my running backs are definitely not sexy, but ninety five hundred for the two. I like I like where I'm at at this point. Pina, who you got for your wide receiver run one? Yeah, man, I was on his props last week, uh, and I had three prop bets in this game. I had Deshaun Watson over, I had uh, Will Fuller over, and Lamar Miller. Uh, there's nobody more frustrating. Much like Melvin Gordon, he is not terribly effective. He just gets all the opportunity. Um, so while he's, you know, like you said, um, while he's, you know, has has the job security, um, well worth the play there. I like that a lot. Wide receiver one. Uh, you're going to have to check the injury wire for this one and, and see if he's good to go. But this is the stack with Andy Dalton here. If he's not, it's actually works out a little bit better uh, because Boyd is much cheaper at uh, pull him up. He's only Tyler Boyd is only 4,600 here. Um, so you're going to be able to save it and you can even go to a higher price wide receiver uh, in your flex here. I went AJ Green. And again, just as we talked about this, you know, when Boyd moved over to that second receiver or to the number one receiver, um, that's AJ Green's Green's route tree. Um, and they are kind of lockstep right now. I mean, he's had over eight targets every single week. Um, the the yardage, he hasn't really had his huge game. Everyone wants to, to touch on the week two performance because he had three touchdowns, um, but he hasn't even gone over a hundred yards yet. And he's really due to have that kind of, you know, typical AJ Green performance. And again, this Atlanta defense, you saw what they just led up to Michael Thomas. There's no Nobody on that team. They're down to their fourth and fifth string uh, safeties. So stacking with Andy Dolan, if green is out, uh, it's even better with Tyler Boyd. You can plug in there, but for now I'm going to go green at 7,500. Oh man. I do like it. Uh, I, I, I like the matchup. I definitely like fading the, the Atlanta team this, this week. I just, yeah. Hey, I'm not a big fan of Andy Dalton. He's going to put up good numbers though. And I like, I like the stack with AJ green. I'm stacking as well. And that can only mean one thing. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because Sean, Sean is not here to do this for me. <laughs> That's a company man. The curse is over. They gotta win. I'm stacking them with Odell Beckham, 8,700. Again, th- this this Saints team can't stop anyone. So uh, he's he has not had that game where he popped a slant yet. He did it is coming off a 10 target game. I thought about going Shepard for much cheaper. To your point about Boyd versus Green, but I'm going for the the big ticket item here. And uh, speaking of big ticket items, Pina, I, I got to cue up some music. I'm, I'm really failing here. We're going to go with the super contest. Speaking of, speaking of big ticket items, let's talk about Odd Shark. I know you got to spend some time with them out in Vegas. They, they also just sent over a sweet, sweet swag bag for some extra prizes we're going to be giving out in the free roll football contest. Of course, the odd shark is the presenting sponsor head over to contest.sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all the details. You can still sign up today. You can still help to increase the prize pool today because everyone who signs up will increase the prize pool by $1. I know that sounds like nothing, but Hey, guess what? We get another thousand people. That's another thousand dollars in the pot at the end of the year. And again, like I said, presenting sponsor, Odd Shark. Get free picks from their supercomputer. Read stuff from their expert writing staff. And and all 
really all the data driven editorial content. I'm a big fan of the supercomputer. I'm a big fan of the matchup pages. I highly recommend you head over there. Very informative. There's a lot of places that do what they do. They just happen to do it better. So check them out on Twitter at odd shark and head over to www.oddshark.com. Wide receiver two peanut. That one, I'm going to give myself a C plus B minus. I'll go B minus. I like B minus. Okay. All right. Wide receiver two, Pina. You're not on my level on inside Vegas, but we're going to get you there, kid. If you want me to take over, bring in the bullpen. Let me know. Hey, no, wide receiver two. Good. Well, I was going to say real quick. I, I one of these days, like I almost, I, I, I haven't been doing it, but it would be really funny for me to like just cut together a a reel of just you fucking up, like because <laughs> obviously you send me all the recordings, and it, and it's funny sometimes when I don't know which one's the right one, and I'll start listening, and you'll it'll sound really great, and then all of a sudden it's just like fuck. Like you had like, <laughs> like some sort of Tourette's kid, you know, a- anyway, anyway, sp- you know, getting back to football, who's your wide receiver too, man. Julio Jones. I love this oh, game. This oh, overtook oh, oh. a ton of money uh, going up from 48 and a half all the way to 50, 50 and a half. Uh, and I don't know if they can set this total high enough. I mean, people don't really realize uh, the amount of points that Cleveland uh, and Cleveland games have been putting up. All right. Week two, 52 points Uh week number. I'm sorry. That was last week. Week three, You mean Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 57 points in week two. They are, you know, their defense isn't great and their offense is clicking right now. Um, there is going to be a ton of, this is going to be a carbon copy of the saints game. I want a ton of pieces. I want a ton of exposure uh, And Julio Jones for, you know, I went, I went with him last week, uh, six targets, five receptions, 96 yards still has not found this end zone. And you know, all about Atlanta's, um, issues in the red zone, right? That was one of the reasons I, I really liked uh, the saints this week. I thought they would turn threes into sevens and the other side would be an issue turning seven and threes with Atlanta. He's going to get in the end zone. Um, again, Cincinnati's defense has not been that great. Uh, so Julio Jones at $8,200. Yeah. For my wide receiver too. Uh, when I, what I, I know, uh, I know that jackass Hugh Jackson had to sit, had to wait until watch the tape, but I'll tell you this as a huge Tyrod Taylor fan, Baker Mayfield's got to be the starter. And what I see in a guy, uh, who got reinvigorated during the game. And that's Jarvis Landry, 15 targets. I absolutely love Jarvis Landry in this spot with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. He's going to look there early and often 7,400. I mean, just I know I'm paying a little bit for a guy who has a relatively low ceiling, but if I'm getting 15 targets for 7,400, yes, please. Jarvis Landry at at Oakland. Who's your wide receiver three Pina? Here, here's our second double, man. You touched on everything. Jarvis Landry is oh. 7,400. Baker Mayfield is dick on the floor swaggy right now. And I want to be, I want to have some exposure to it. I do think he's going to be, uh, here's the thing, right? When rookie quarterbacks or rookies or players coming in, making their first starts, kind of like Patrick Mahomes, they, until they get tape on them, you know, Watson is kind of suffering from this right now, right? They, you know, they can't really game plan for it because there's not a ton out there. There's next to nothing out there aside from a half of football uh, on Mayfield. And what you did see on that half is Jarvis Landry early and often. Um, I think it's a little early, especially with a team like Cleveland to kind of, you know, crown them and say this or that. Um, but you know what's going to be in play in this game. And that's Jarvis Landry on seven yard out routes, seven yard curls, seven yard slants all day long. Um, I absolutely love it. Jarvis Landry, 7,400. Uh, again, I'm. I touched on uh, you touched on this earlier, but I went, I did go the cheaper route in this Cincinnati Atlanta game. And I took Tyler Boyd. I Love considered, it. I considered taking Ridley, but 
I'm not looking to play a guy coming off a three touchdown game, even though he's still, he's still very affordably priced at 4,900. Uh, I wanted some action in this game. I decided I would go Tyler board because even if AJ green does play, he may be banged up. It, it's unclear. Uh, they're being real coy about his status, which makes me think he's more hurt than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for 4,600 uh, Tyler Boyd and a little backstory on Boyd. Boyd was the guy before James Washington was the guy at Pitt. And uh, I'm sorry before um, now I'm blanking on his game, but he was the guy at Pitt who he was an absolute stud. And when he came out, I was shocked to see him not go higher. So I'm excited for him to get his chance. And quite frankly, I saw a guy who Andy Dalton very clearly trusts. And even if green plays, I could see Boyd getting worked more and more into this game plan. So Tyler Boyd, 4,600. Who's your, who's your, uh, Who's your tight end, Pina? Where else would I go, Ryan? Rob Gronkowski. Oh Jesus! Really? Did you see? Yeah. Did you it's see him? It's a baby um, fucking wheel, man. <laughs> I saw him get shut down this past weekend. No, no, no. I was gonna say, did you see the interview that came out that the Patriots tried to trade him to Detroit? Oh my God, I did. I, so I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about this. What, like, we know that the media attempts to slander the Patriots all the time, all the time. But what, 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 what actually happened here? So uh, a reporter came out and basically asked Robert Gronkowski, he said, um, a report came out that said the Patriots tried to trade you to Detroit uh, and you said that you would retire before you uh, left or before you went there, you wouldn't play for them. <laughs> and his word for word answer was, and I quote, yeah, it happened. Brady's my quarterback. I don't play without Brady. And wow. like that, <laughs> that is, um, first of all, the, that to me says that a deal was agreed upon. Um, so I'm really interested to see what the return on, on a guy like Gronkowski would be, but that aside, can you imagine what this offense would look like without Kronkowski right now? Um, so I, I mean, maybe that was before the Edelman suspension. I mean, you never know timeline. Um, he's the whole, whole offense right now. You're going to get one more week of Gronkowski being the guy. Um, again, when you look at his stats, teams are rolling coverage to him, right? I, I largely throw out the Jacksonville game because he really, um, I mean, that's Jacksonville, right? They do that to everybody. Uh, and Matt Patricia knows, you know, rolled everything to him. Slay was on Hogan, but they were double teaming him nonstop. Um, in a game where, again, this is kind of having two pieces of this helps because I think that Miami just doesn't have kind of the the back end. Um, and again, I know we like to, f- you know, fade Detroit sometimes, uh, especially in the tight end market, Miami, again, he's, he consistently torches them. He has incredible, um, splits against Miami. This is a divisional matchup. They are very, very, um, familiar with each other. Uh, this is Rob Krakowski. This is his offense. And at 7,000, it's even a little bit of a bargain when you look at the other tight ends here, uh, from a price point. Yeah. He's $800 more than earth's he's the whole offense. And when you look at this and you say, all right, he only had five targets. How can he be the whole offense? Uh, anyone with two eyes can see that that's kind of where it is. Love fading him off a really bad game. Four receptions, 51 yards should get in the end zone here. Plenty. Um, in one more week of the Gronkowski uh, train should roll here. So 7,000 Gronk. I do love that. It's true. And and now, now I wonder what this means. I mean, does this just go away or, or is this just like what the thing is, man, with the Patriots is business. And I think they know that like the players there aside from Brady really know that. I mean, it's been proven time and time again, right? Asante Samuel, um, you know, on down the line, I can think of them off the top of my head, but they know that, you know, everyone's extend extendable unless your name's Tom Brady. Uh, so I don't think that, I mean, maybe he was thought to be the second most, you know, least expendable person. Um, I just think it just goes to, I mean, it's no secret that he doesn't really care who it is, right? It's system, not guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, speaking of things that are indispensable, that QL, 
listen, Pina, BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas. And they got all the NFL lines in the app. They got a whole bunch of good information. I, I personally have used this app to track my picks. I do enjoy that. I do enjoy how it gives me recommendations on uh, which teams are going to be s- silly public teams. It definitely recommended I not take the Patriots minus six and a half on Sunday night football, but I didn't listen to BetQL, and I'm paying for it today. So let's head over to betql.co download the app today. And, 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 and honestly, like this is the part where I tell you, like I actually use the app. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you must be an incredibly organized person because it's bringing organization to my life. And much like their product RotoQL, it's helping me dominate the bookies. Well, I, you know, I guess that's a relative term because I didn't dominate too hard last week. But anyway, head over to betql.co, Apple Android store, download the app betql today. Now I owe you a tight end, Pina. And we talked about this off air, but there's one team that's just been glorious, glorious, hot shit when it comes <laughs> to defending the tight end, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I know Trey Burton was a guy that everyone was pretty excited about coming into the season. He threw the Philly, Philly, uh, the Philly special. Uh, he was going to be the, the linchpin in this naggy offense, which real looks- quick. Can I interrupt you? Cause I want every time I hear the Philly special too, I, I need to tell this story. Uh, go for I was, it. I was sitting in line at a sports book. Um, the week, uh, the week after the Philly special too. So I believe it was week one. Somebody was, there was two guys there. They were both had Philly or one guy was from Philly. Um, he was trying to get his buddy to bet, um, on Philadelphia. So I guess it was week two. And he was like, oh man, you know, we got to Philly's just has too much, man. We have the Philly special. We have the Philly special part two. And he goes, what is the Philly special part two? He goes two Percocets covered in whiz cheese or cheese whiz. <laughs> Wit whiz. That's died. great. <laughs> yeah, now they're now they're Jeez, doing fucking specials on the high school coach who created the play. It's like, dude, get over it. It's a fucking reverse with a pass. Like now everyone's running it. Like, <laughs> stop it. Mayfield caught it. It's not, but it's not even an original play. Like, stop acting like this is a brand new play. We've seen the double reverse with a pass. It's just slightly yeah. different because the quarterback is catching the pass. Anyway, it, anyway, I know you don't like gimmick offenses, and we don't need to get into the triple options. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so says the man. I, I mean. You know what? Let's talk about. Let me fit, let me wrap up with Trey Burton. But we can talk about this real quick. Trey Burton, tw- thirty nine hundred. I think this is the week he gets going against this ta- this very soft Tampa defense. So I really enjoy the price point, and he he certainly has the ability. So just waiting for him to pop a little bit. But let's let's real quick. We're gonna do ninety six ninety seconds on this Virginia Tech game. Uh, yeah, can we please? Because l- wow. let me let me set the stage. So we're we're all all the groomsmen are hanging out. It kind of, you know, you have to do that thing when you're in a wedding, yep. you have to hang out and you just like get ready. You can't, you can't get out. Of, you can't come out of the room because you might see the bride and like you're basically trapped, like hanging out, which was cool. We had some whiskey, uh, had the vape pen going and, and, you know, fire up the, uh, the old TV on the computer and get the, no one really gives a shit what game we're going to watch. So I decide, well, well, fuck it. We're, we're going to watch the Virginia Tech game. And I convince everyone that this is a great scenario that they're not playing well. We can just take the second half line and, and, and just be done with it. And uh, you know, then we have to go do the wedding stuff and then like cut to a little bit later, I find out that we've lost by 14 and I literally, I, I don't know how to react. It's, it's, it's not the worst loss they've ever had because they lost to They, they lost to ECU at home before. And to me, that's a worse loss because 
you know, the, the part of this story that no one knows is that o, like half all these kids from ODU probably wanted to go to tech and weren't good enough. So there was that element, but holy shit. Like I, I have no, I don't have words. Uh, this they is the had fir- two weeks to prepare as well. They beat them 31, nothing last year. Uh, you know what happened? They were preparing for next week's game. Uh, that has to be the case. Uh, this is the first time where I feel like the coach maybe isn't the right, like this is my first, like, Ooh, like that's not that that's something that wouldn't have happened under Beamer period. So uh, Bud Foster's better than that. Justin Fuente's better than that. Justin Jackson got hurt. So now I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position and uh, I'll get off the Virginia tech soapbox, but you know, I did say this to many people when they beat Florida state that opening week. And I'm like, don't worry. They'll end up losing in a couple weeks to Duke. I was just off by a week. That's all. I was off by one week and it was fucking old dominion, old (laughs) dominion. I was on them too, man. Again, it's an in-state rivalry. I don't know how you don't get up for that game. Um, you know, ODU is going to get up. There's certain games, right? Like where you can a sandwich spot or whatever, where it's out of conference, who gives a shit, right? But this one, this game I always felt was kind of personal between the two teams. So I always thought you kind of get the be- most effort out of them um, being Virginia Tech and man, losing Josh Jackson too. I, I, I misread the going home to the seven, five, seven element. It clearly distracted. <laughs> it clearly distracted the Hokies and got the, and got the, uh, I don't know what their fucking name is. Old ODU as, as monarchs. we call it. The monarchs got them going. They're fucking butterflies. You lost the butterflies, you pussies. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's, let's head over to our flex. Uh, who you got Pina? Yeah, I, I spent up, man. Um, when you put Michelle, uh, Julio, AJ Green, and Landry and Gronkowski in, uh, you don't have a ton of wiggle room here. Um, so I went hunting and I went TD hunting. Thought about uh, my man Tyler Eifert. I didn't want, I really do like that matchup. I think he's good for a touchdown. Um, I went to what kind of, you know, the old reliable, if you will, right? And that's David Njoku has not had a ton of Ooh. looks, right? Last week against the Jets, I thought that would be a good matchup. Only two targets week before that and the week prior week one though, seven targets. Um, again, the yards aren't going to be there. They're not going to be there with Eifert. They're not going to be there with any kind of touchdown dependent player. Right. And Njoku has not found the end zone, but I think this is a week against Oakland, uh, where he just may. And it's a disgusting act. I have two Browns in here, especially in a game (laughs) that I really like Oakland. Um, but I think there could be some points put up here, much like the Miami and Oakland game this past week. Um, again, if Njoku is too much for you, go ahead and you can put in Eifer at the same uh, price point there. Um, so David Njoku is at 3,200. The fact that you're going double tight end and also mm-hmm. the fact that you're going double Browns, it, it, that is it, not only is it a disgusting act, but I feel like you're going against your own moral code. I know. I do think that having Baker in there is going to help everybody because he just, he, I'll give it to him. He looks downfield. Like he looks the part I grant granted it's one game and it was a hype machine and it was a Thursday night and it was against a rookie quarterback, but I like what I see. I'm impressed. Let's go to my flex for my, my I had some money to spend. And while I, I might've, uh, I might've been clowning you earlier. I also have the very, very awesome running back tight end stack with Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Holy shit. Do they want to get him the ball? I went double tight end this weekend as well. I just don't see how they don't have a huge, huge Gronk day. Edelman. Is he going to be worked back in immediately? I would imagine. So yeah, that will, that will step loosen in things day up. One, it's, the, it's the old Edelman from the second he steps on the field. I think I, I had enough money. 
I, I almost went Zeke Elliott here because he he's really becoming the only part of that offense. But I decided to mix it up. I, I definitely like this lineup for contest. I feel like I have some unpopular guys. Double tight end will do that. Rob Gronkowski, seven thousand. Who's your defense, Pina? I touched on this when we were talking off air. Dak Prescott and his props still being set at two hundred dollars is or two hundred dollars at two hundred yards is absolutely atrocious. Uh, Again, I've been beating my chest telling you Dak Prescott is not going to be in this league for three years, and we are we're finally getting at the point here, right? The 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 machine is starting. Dak's going to be benched, Garrett fired. He's bad, man. His mechanically, he's flawed. He has no weapons out there. You put Slay on who, right, as the best corner? Uh, you think maybe Gallup? Um, you take Gallup out of the equation, you're left with uh, Jeff Swain as his leading receiver and Cole Beasley. Man, this Dallas offense is so so bad. They're a dead nuts under team first half and full six Oh on the year. It's incredible, man. I have to see how far, you know, what, uh, Frederick really meant to this offensive line. And without that offensive line, you know, he realized how good, uh, that line and what it meant to them. Uh, this offense is, is awful. I want to fade it and I want to fade it as many places as I can. So 2,500 Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, you can, you can, you can do whatever you want here, but I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. All day, uh, this this Cowboys team is just gloriously bad. And granted, they did beat my Giants team, also a bad team. But I, I'm enjoying this. I I am a little worried that Garrett could get fired. I think uh, I'm going to plug myself real quick. I was uh, I was uh, hosting, helping, uh, co-hosting a show on Mad Dog Sports on Sirius Satellite Radio Channel 82 last night, and we were Ooh, we were discussing we were discussing the first coach to be fired. And I noticed Brian now I noticed. Yeah. Garrett still, still pretty long. I've seen odds for him anywhere from 12 to one up to 20 to one. So uh, I got, I'm, I'm at what point does Jerry Jones say, fuck it. I don't need to have my fist up the same man's ass forever. (laughs) I can get another puppet. Like I can get an intelligent puppet. I, I I do think that he feels smart because he brought in this passing game coordinator from Seattle and the defense has looked all right, but for fuck's sakes, like be creative on offense. You have Zeke Elliott. I don't like the Cowboys. It, I, I hate complimenting him, but Zeke Elliott is the way that he just smashes people. I, there's no one in the league right now that no matter how he gets hit, he wins the battle. Yeah. And and even though like Saquon Barkley looks amazing, he does not have the pure power of Zeke Elliott. And the fact that they are wasting more this finesse, dude, way more finesse passes out of the backfield, cutting things outside. Yeah, He's better absolutely. at that than Zeke, but between the tackles, you're completely on Zeke point. is a, like a concrete brick coming at you. And the fact that they're screwing this up, the fact that they're screwing up a quarterback on a rookie deal, is just beautiful to me. So uh, very excited that you're fading the Cowboys here. I do have a rule. I'm not going to, thou shall not take a road defense. So I'm sticking with a home <laughs> defense and you know, sneak here. Here's a team with a sneaky pass rush, Arizona, Arizona yeah. sitting, sitting in the top 10, number eight in adjusted sack rate right now, according to the football outsiders. And who do they have on deck? 36 Se- point total too, or 37, something like that. Seattle. And Seattle has shown me there's two teams. I almost went with the Colts here because Houston's offensive line has also been equally horrible, but I like this Arizona team. And I think they have some actual pass rushers who are going to give, like we've seen in weeks past Russell Wilson fits. So give me Arizona for 2,600. 
I did the, I did the thing. I did the contest winning thing this, this week, Pina. I left $700 on the table, not jump James. I left 500. Yeah. I let money for the strip club later. I I like that. I like that. Uh, So yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, I can't imagine a lot of people are going to play Eli. So I'm excited to see how this lineup does. Should we talk about some waiver wire action? For sure, man. We look at this. Um, so side note, Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in and winning the game of throws for week three moves to two and one on the week. You're streaming targets. Uh, Andy Dalton, um, again, reason why he was in my lineup. I think you can do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield on his first start. I really do. Uh, on the outside wide receivers, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be going to be the darling, right? Tyler Lockett was also more involved. Looks to be their their kind of version of Deshaun Jackson. Um, Tyler Boyd, if you have yes. a team, you have AJ Green, I think you really need to look at kind of. I don't like handcuffing, especially wide receivers, um, but I think he's the one um, that I really would. And I touched on him last week. Caught a touchdown uh, last week. Ricky Seals Jones. The peripherals are all there. Uh, his target share is there. Just not finding it. Finally broke in uh, last week. So that's about it for waivers for me. Well, and to on top of that, look who is starting for the Arizona Cardinals, the chosen Rose. And I, I do think that's an upgrade for seals. Jones Boyd is a guy that I, I really considered picking up a week early in FFPC uh, kind of regret that I didn't. I certainly think he's going to be a guy that's going to be owned. And I, we keep, we keep hearing his name in these games and, and Miami hasn't gone away yet. Albert Wilson seems to be a guy who they just want to get involved. And, and I think in deeper leagues, he's a guy you might need to look for. Um, as far as quarterbacks, like how the, f- honestly, how the fuck is Ryan Fitzpatrick still qualify for the game of throws? Like people got to pick him up. And it's crazy. <laughs> well, it, was, it was last week. Yeah. I mean, it, here's the thing, right? The mat, it was the matchup. It, it could have been anybody playing him, you know, as long as it wasn't an elite quarterback roster and on everyone. Um, I think people are waiting for for the the Fitz magic to dry up, right? He does this every year. He's a little bit like uh, Josh McCown in that regard. It's going to stop. Uh, the matchup Pittsburgh's defense is just that bad. Do you pick up Beat Hard? No, and- come on, man. We, we've made a lot of money fading <laughs> CJ Beat Hard, much like Nathan Peterman on this podcast. Uh, another question I would have is, I'm 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 personally okay to drop Robbie Anderson. Are you good with that? Like Darnold just doesn't look at him. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a weird thing where he had, um, so here's the deal, right? When we look at backup quarterbacks and he was getting the ball from, uh, it was Bryce Petty, right? At that time. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal. Robbie Anderson was, you know, a backup player. He was fourth, fifth, sixth in the depth chart. And those backups play with other backups. So they practice together. They're getting, if they're doing extra work, they're getting that extra work in together. You know, um, uh, Petty wasn't throwing the ball to, you know, prior or Anunwa or whoever the case may be for the, who was their starting guys. He was always working with him. Um, so they built that rapport in that relationship. This isn't the case, right? So McCown comes in, doesn't really know him. Uh, and obviously trust, you know, having a Nunwa back is just such a big deal there. So that's kind of, you know, my philosophy on why that tends to happen. You'll see it a lot. Um, if two players that were kind of backups together come in from a, a quarterback and running back or wide receiver combination, they just built in that rapport basically on the practice field together because they don't play with the ones, right? Ones play with ones, twos play with twos and so on. Uh, no, I like the, I like the angle for sure. I mean, I'm dropping them. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, th- I'm not overthinking about it. Um, streaming quarterbacks. You already touched on it. Dalton, Eli, and probably Baker Mayfield. Would you start Josh Allen or Rosen this week in anything other than a long shot <laughs> contest play? I mean, I don't think you can not yet. I got to no. see it. I got to see it. Here's the deal, right? I played a prop over 18 completions on Josh Allen and 
thinking, right? Game script. They're going to be down by a hundred. They're going to have yeah. to play. The, the kid didn't throw a pass in the fourth quarter. Amazing. That's, that's such game. He finished with 16, broke my heart there on that prop bet. To me, uh, they want to protect him, right? They have the kid gloves on with him. They have, you know, Mitch Trubisky style, right? They, they want everything to be short, not make him do too much and just manage the game until they can fix that offensive line in next year's draft and so on. Um, there's a reason why they didn't want to play him. They didn't want to get him killed. So they're going to do everything they can to protect him. Everything is just going to be very, you know, he has the biggest arm in, in the draft class, right? Well, they just, they need to kind of protect him. Um, and so I, I don't think he's worthy of it yet. You have to see it for a little bit. And I meant, um, I meant Darnold, of course, not McCown yeah, when I was yeah, talking yeah. about Anderson. Sorry. I like how they call him Uncle Josh. That that was the funniest thing <laughs> yeah, I learned. They, they look they look exactly alike. Uh, running backs, couple guys that they're out there. No, don't pick up Tavon Austin. I I still can't endorse that. Um, although it is funny that Austin has out touchdown Zeke Elliott two to zero so far this season. Buck Allen, I definitely like him on the Ravens. Every year we try to find a reason to not include him in guys who will just be consistent pass catchers. But he's back. He's going to be the guy. Uh, high. If you want to take a longer shot, Naheem Hines. Again, I call. I called him Darren Sproles 2.0. He's clearly going to be involved and his role is only going to grow as he, like he, he couldn't learn the playbook in the off season. So uh, it's only going to get better. And uh, Chris Ivory, I mean, he he's, he's kind of shit, but he's <laughs> full opportunity. So I don't think I have anyone else other than um, like I said, before the season, I think the only tight end in football, you're going to have to handcuff this year is Zach Ertz because Jesus, Sean is right. I, Dallas Goddard could have been his Tariq Cohen this, this year, but I, I think you have to consider picking him up with the way that offense is playing right now. And the fact that they have no wide receivers. Yeah. Anyway, man. that was a, that was a long back. one. I had some free time today. Did a little working from home, wrote, wrote a nice props article. Although I think, I think again, I went, uh, I think I lost a little money. God damn. I'm, I'm, I'm rusty. We're going to get it back. <laughs> I, 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 everything I, I missed on my lock again, missed on my dog. Just I'm I'm close. I'm close. I'm just like the Patriots. It's it's just gonna blow up one week, or I'm almost finished. So we'll see. One week of the NFL season will be completed after this uh, week, man. How do you feel about what, it? One quarter. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What are we in the super contest now? After I, I've I've not personally. I'm two and three, so I'm I'm not. I'm definitely not helping the team out. But what is uh, what is our record right now? I'm two one and one. We were four five and one. We just went two and three, so we are six and seven. Okay. We got a tie in there. I think, right? We got a, yeah, six, seven and one. Oh, we got to have one. It's gotta be one more than that. No, we're, we're, uh, we were, we were four, five and one and we just went two and three, six, eight and one. There we go. All right. We got to go. We got to get four this week to get to that 500 spot at the quarter pole. Yeah. I don't know. Feeling good. You got anything you want to plug tons of stuff coming out on the site. Yeah. Game of Thrones will be up, uh, tomorrow. What we learned, uh, from week three gambling perspective will be up uh, on the written side. And this week's inside Vegas, we have prop swap coming on again, consensus, best bet cashed with the white whale saints money line plus plus one thirty-five. you know, on the podcast is our consensus, best bet consensus, best bets are now two and one on the air. And this one, we're going to do a future bet. So I'm going to kind of talk to prop swap founder and talk about uh, what it will be the, from their perspective. Again, they deal with, they are the secondary market. The biggest future or the the most lucrative future to place at this time uh, to be able to sell down the line for a profit will be this week's Inside Vegas uh, with the consensus best bet as well. Awesome. I've definitely been enjoying the uh, the, the, the in-season form of Inside Vegas. 
And of cool, course, right? little little different look at how different people handicap games. No, I, I think it's great. I, I think it's. Uh, I think we made. I'm patting ourselves in the back, but moving it from from Monday to to Friday was the right call. I like how it's a weekend primer. Um, yeah. So, listen, we got to recap. What what do you what do you need to do out there if you're listening? First, you definitely want to go check out the free roll football contest. Uh, we will announce the week three winner on the NFL show this week, contest.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And that of course is presented by the sports gambling podcast network where you can find inside Vegas, the college experience and the EPO EPL show from a real British dude. So if you're into any of that, you should definitely go to subscribe.thesgpn.com. The other presenting sponsor of the free roll football contest, odd shark, www.oddshark.com at odd shark. So check them out. Thanks to my bookie promo code SGP 100 and SGP 25. Thanks to Beck UL. Remember to head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, share. I think we actually fell off the charts. We need, we need everyone's attention. We need laser focus. This is where we bounce back. The quarter polls coming. Pina, thanks for coming on. Happy week four. And so I guess I do four the sports gambling podcast. I am not Sean stacking the money green. I'm Ryan real money Kramer. Thanks for coming on Pina. Good luck this week and uh, let it ride. Hey.